7 o'clock. Good morning, pile. How you doing? Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Most trusted name in automobiles. It's Monday. The good, the bad, the ugly. Covering Mesa basketball. Rough night scoring the ball. Rough night from the foul line. Where they went 3 of 12. Still a great season for Mike DeGeorge and Kyle Boucher and the Maverick men, but not the way they thought it would go heading down to Canyon, Texas. U.S. falls to Mexico in the World Baseball Classic. We're supposed to own this, right? We're, yeah. It's our sport, isn't it? It's our baby. No. Uh, other countries are pretty good, too. Yeah, like, a lot like, of them. Like Mexico is pretty Mexico, good. Mexico, DR, <laughs> DR Venezuela, good. Japan's pretty good. <laughs> Not too bad. How's Lars Newtbar on Japan? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Does <laughs> like, what? It doesn't sound like that fits. You should be on my people's team, the <laughs> Netherlands. They're also pretty good, too, because they got a lot of Caribbean Netherlands players on not a whole lot yeah, of mainland go Europe talent going, on that team. You're going, wait a minute. My guys are the Netherlands, really? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds Dutch. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't really doesn't, fit the doesn't profile necessarily. of a Northern European Exactly, player, but... You know, but... But Giannis is Greek. Yeah, that's true. So, here we go. All right, of course, uh, the big news yesterday. Yeah. March Madness. The NCAA basketball tournament. I'm already prepared. I feel like my bracket's already busted. <laughs> I'm not sure how it works, but I'm feeling like... It's already over? Filling it out. I'm like, this is not going to go well. It's already over. Alabama's your overall number one seed. Houston, Kansas, Purdue. Those are your, your number one seeds. I think the thing getting lost in the whole Brandon Miller deal... Is they're really damn good. They really and he's they really good. Great. It's just like they wrecked Texas A&M yeah. yesterday. Yes, they did. It just but, gets but it's, buried because yeah, it's hard to of, feel good he, about saying look how good they are, look how yeah. good he is because of of what's transpired. And uh, obviously, the much more important real life situation going on around that program right now with. The former player and the killing of that young woman. You know, don't not to trivialize that at all, but when it comes to just the sports aspect, people think forget just how good they really are. Of course, you have Kansas with Bill Self, who checked himself in an emergency room mm-hmm. on Wednesday. They had to put two stents into his heart. Now he will be there coaching Kansas in the NCAA tournament. Of course, missed the Big 12 yeah. tournament, but Kansas, in some people's opinion, probably should have been the overall number one seed, though, because of the number of quad one, quad two wins that they have. I don't know. Is that is that a, is that a gross carriage of misjustice? No, I don't think Is it so. a... This whole thing is a travesty and a sham and a mockery. It's a travesty mockery. I mean, I know this is three weeks down the road, essentially, but they are in the bracket. They are in the region with the strongest number two seed in UCLA, I believe. Yes. 
but I don't feel like they got really screwed. I mean, they're a number one seed. Kansas had 17 quad one wins. That's four more than Alabama. Mm -hmm. Ten more than Houston. And they were the the third seed, third number one seed in the tournament. I... Houston's going to have to play Auburn in Birmingham in the second round, though. Not, I think that's not going to be a whole lot so of fun. That's some home cooking there. Talk about a screw job a little <laughs> bit, just a little. And they're also without the Sasser kid. They didn't play particularly well against Memphis yesterday either. Look out Look out for Penny Hardaway's squad. Yeah. They're scrappy. You see who's also is a, a number two seed there? My Marquette Golden Eagles. I've been talking about them for six weeks. Shock smart. I know you've – I kind of jumped on that Mm -hmm. wagon. Had a chance to watch them play a couple times, and they're impressive. Yeah. I think they're an Elite 18. And then you have North Carolina. (laughs) North Carolina. No, thanks. They've become the first team in the modern era to go from the preseason, number one, Mm -hmm. to not even making the tournament. Ouch. And I saw a little bit and heard a little bit of that's why Clemson didn't get in, which is not really fair. It's not fair to Clemson, but it's one of those, well, look how down the ACC is. North Carolina was preseason number one, and they couldn't even get in the tournament. Meanwhile, Clemson has 23 wins and doesn't get in. Yeah. So it all begins, though, tomorrow night with the the first four, by the way, from Dayton, Ohio, which you'll have right here on the Team Sports Network. So tomorrow night, your schedule looks like this. It's Southwest Missouri taking on Texas A&M Corpus Christi, followed by Pitt against Mississippi State. And that starts at 4.30. But make sure you join us, though, for Bracketpalooza, mm-hmm. powered by Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick. You'll have a chance to win a $500 gift card to play it against sports. $200 in cash, and a $100 gift card to GJ Golf. So that's first, second, and third, plus we'll have 100 bucks for the announcer's bracket as well. And tomorrow night, when you show up, once again, a reminder, go to the team1340.com, fill out your bracket. You have to fill it out online. Then bring your bracket with your first name, last name, plus your username and your telephone number. And uh, show up tomorrow night, 530. You get 10 bonus points. 6 o'clock, you get 8 bonus points. 6.30, you get 6 bonus points. 7 o'clock, you get 4 bonus points. And once again, I'm going to remind you, do not bring the entire office's brackets. Yeah. I mean, unless you can. You, They're unless, not going to get bonus points. Unless unless you plan on bringing the entire office along with said brackets. Sure. Bring them. Because if you bring a bunch of brackets, you can bring them, but we're not going to count them. They will, exactly. not get any, they will not get any bonus points. They have to show up with their bracket tomorrow night. Awesome great food and drink specials. Chance to win one of two pairs of Avalanche Arizona Coyote tickets for March 24th, courtesy of a uh, friend Chris Schaefer over at Altitude. So that's, and we'll give those away tomorrow night. And so we'll have some cool stuff with uh, Central Distributing. Um, so we'll have the Papa Shot out there. We'll do some trivia, and we'll be in the stadium area so you can watch the first four tomorrow mm-hmm. night. Should be a lot of fun. We'll start at 5 30. Warehouse 2565. It's 2565 American Wayne. Don't forget. You've got to fill out your bracket online at the team1340.com. All right, so that's tomorrow night. And uh, tonight on the team, we'll have uh, the Avalanche taking on Montreal pregame at 5 o'clock for that one with Connor McGahee. So if you've got some thoughts about the bracket today, 
It is Monday, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You can text or call us, 970-242-1340. The good, I'm going to go to something from the XFL. I forgot there was XFL this weekend. Watching A.J. McCarron is playing the XFL with St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Former, what, two-time national champion at Alabama? I believe so. Yeah, we'll give it to him. Why not? I believe that. I believe that's the case. He won two national titles there. But a national champion with Alabama. Mm-hmm. And he's turned into the now classic journeyman backup. And But he, he wanted his son to see him play. Because he knows if he goes to the NFL, barring disaster, he's probably not going to play. Or a blowout. Right. He's not he's probably not gonna play. Yeah, you the, got the, two. The 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 days of him contending for a starting job are probably over. He almost got three, actually. Yeah. So he want so he wanted to go somewhere where he could play, where his son could actually see him play. And that's part of the reason why he's in the XFL. Which I think is kind of a cool story. Yeah. And he's playing really well right now in the XFL. Yeah, no, that's that's I just, great for him. I, I you just, know, I just think that's kind of a kind of a cool story that he that because there's a lot of teams that would bring him in, obviously, but he wouldn't but, play. But he wouldn't play. <laughs> His kid would see him stand there with a clipboard, right. you know. And so, yeah, that's cool. I mean, because a lot of times these players, some some of them have kids late in their career that they don't ever get to see them play. That probably is the case with a lot of NFL guys because the average career is what three years something like that three to four years yeah so a lot of them even if they have kids between the draft and the start of their rookie year a lot of the guys aren't going to have the kids see them play except for you know if they can find clips on youtube or huddle or whatever right you know so yeah this is really cool for aj mccarran yeah for his son to actually be there and it's Mm -hmm. always cool after the game his son comes up to him and hugs him and he talks to him you know he's with him after the game i think that's kind of a cool story about A.J. McCarron and deciding to play in the XFL, a lot of it based up because he doesn't really need the money. Mm-hmm. Teams are going to always probably want to bring him in yeah. as a backup or at least practice squad guy. But he wanted to go someplace where he could play. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of cool. So uh, text or call us today. The good, the bad, the ugly. 970-242-1340. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. Also this morning... We'll uh, have Brown's Cremation Funeral Service, Good Call, Bad Call, plus we'll have Prep Stars and Mighty Mavs. So uh, that's all coming up later on this morning. Plus, uh, back half of this hour, we'll uh, bring you the interview, if you didn't catch it, with Kyle Boucher, Maverick men's assistant coach, with uh, Tyler Franson after uh, Saturday's loss when the Mavericks fell to Angelo State in the South Central region. All right, 7-11, and it is time for... What's happening? And it's brought to you by our friends at ComWest, your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. They do things like PC and server support, surveillance, network support, cybersecurity, backup and disaster recovery, and business phone systems. They put the one in here at the radio station. So, and it's been fantastic and so far, extremely bulletproof. It's, yes. it's worked great for us here at the radio station. And so if you need help in any of these areas, call them today at ComWest, 970-242-8142. That's 970-242-8142. We'll start things out with, of course, the unveiling of the brackets last night for the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. 
Alabama, Houston, defending champion Kansas and Purdue are your top seeds after the bracket was released for the men's NCAA basketball tournament. Denver will host the South and West regions with three seeds Baylor and Gonzaga playing at Ball Arena. Thank you. The first four begins tomorrow night in Dayton, Ohio, with Southeast Missouri taking on Texas A&M Corpus Christi, followed by Pitt against Mississippi State. Coverage starts at 4.30 on the Team Sports Network. And once again, don't forget to join us tomorrow night at Warehouse 2565 for Bracketpalooza at 5.30. Fill out your bracket and then bring it tomorrow night. Fill it out at the team1340.com. Bracketpalooza powered by Bozarth Miller, Chevrolet Buick. Some good news for the Colorado women's basketball team. They received a sixth seed. They'll host uh, 25th seeded, um, pardon me, uh, Middle Tennessee State. That's who they get. They get 25th seeded Middle Tennessee State in the women's NCAA basketball tournament. Denver Nuggets dropped their third straight game and falling at home to Brooklyn, 122-120 last night. Nikola Jokic had another monster game, 35 points, 20 rebounds, and 11 assists. As Denver sits at 46-22, Michael Porter Jr. scored 23 in the loss. The Broncos made their first move to clear cap space for free agency on Friday. Denver laced offensive lineman Graham Glasgow, cornerback Ronald Darby, and running back Chase Edmonds. The moves create about $30 million dollars in cap space. Do you also see who created some cap space to chase after Draymond Jones? My Cleveland Browns. Wow. They restructured Deshaun Watson's deal. They didn't cut him, sadly, but they restructured it by clearing 36 mil in cap space. Damn that's when you. you know, that's, Damn you. That's when you know you've done a bad contract. When you restructure one and Man. it clears $36 million. Exactly. Where the Broncos did three and yeah. created 30. And then the Jets are doing some restructuring in anticipation mm-hmm. that it's going to be Aaron Rodgers moving to the Big Apple. All right. Or, as Tyler liked to quibble, going to New Jersey. He isn't really going to be in New York. He'll be in New Jersey. He Did you catch him on Friday? He was no. Di- he was dying on that like Davis Webb-like hill again? Yeah. Well, he isn't really going to be playing in New York. He'll be playing in New Jersey. Like, come on. Come on. Really? I know, I know Western New Yorkers and our late friend Buffalo Mark would get so pissed when I say this, but the Giants and the Jets play a hell of a lot closer to, quote-unquote, New York than the Bills do from inside the yeah, actual state. That's true. So <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's like saying, well, they're not really the Dallas Cowboys. They play closer to New York than the Cowboys do to Dallas. Yeah, I think that's probably fair so, to say. Yeah. You know, they're not really the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, it's, like, uh, it's, it's okay. It's the me- and yeah. We had Jackson Wilson in from River City Sportplex. Did he come Once over again. here, pull the sweater over his head, and just get after Jackson's, him? Jackson's too nice of a guy because he realizes how soft cake is. Should have. And no, he didn't. But he he did give him a verbal uh, thumping. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations to Jackson and the guys. By the way, the eighteen U uh, yeah championship that they uh, won a weekend before last. Mm-hmm. We talked about that last Friday. Moving on, though, the uh, cover of Mesa men's basketball team saw their season end in Texas. The Angelo State Rams defeated CMU 72-57 to in the South Central Region Tournament on Saturday night. The Mavs ended the first half without scoring for three minutes. In the second half, the Mavs failed to capitalize on free throws, going 3-for-12 from the foul line. After the game, assistant coach Cabo Shea said the Rams were just the better team. You know, we knew going on film that they were a great defensive team. Certainly from watching the film, they really defend in their tough matchup. And so for us, you know, we know we didn't play our A game. And for that, that's, you know, unfortunate. But we're proud of the way the guys battled. And it just wasn't their night or our night tonight. 
Simi finishes the year with a 25 and 6 record and a share of the RMAC regular season championship. RMAC Player of the Week, Julian Boyd, helped lead the Cover Mesa baseball team to a split with Metro State Sunday at the Diamond of the Bergman Sports Complex. Boyd hit an extra innings walk off two run home run to give the Mavs an 11 9 victory. CMU lost the second game of the doubleheader 6 2 as they look to pick up the series win today against the 27th ranked Roadrunners. First pitch at 1 o'clock over at the Diamond. Behind a big offensive day from Riley Crouch. The Cutter Mesa softball team completed their four-game sweep at New Mexico Highland Sunday. Crouch had three home runs and drove in nine. And the Mavericks 15 to nothing and 14 to six wins over the Cowgirls. Crouch had home runs number 14, 15, and 16 in the season. CMU pitcher Hannah Sattler tossed a two-head shutout to pick up her first collegiate shutout as CMU extended their win streak to eight straight games. Covered to Mesa swimmer Ben Sampson left the D2 National Championships with two national titles after this past weekend in Indianapolis, Indiana. Sampson captured the 200-yard breaststroke after winning the 200-yard individual medley earlier in the week. Mavs swimmer Lily Borgenheimer almost joined Sampson as a two-time national champion in taking second the 200 breaststroke. She finished just four-tenths of a second out of first place. The CMU women finished fourth and the men fifth in the team standings. Cover to Mesa wrestler Cash Anderson took seventh at the D2 Wrestling National Championships at Cedar Rapids, Iowa. 197-pound Anderson lost 4-3 to three in his consolation match. He won by forfeit in the seventh-place match. Former Grand Junction State Champion Josiah Ryder won his second straight national championship at winning a 149. The Adams State wrestler won the 157-pound title last year. The second day of the Fanning Memorial Baseball, Fanning Memorial Classic Baseball Tournament was rained out Friday. Fordham Monument went 2-0 on the first day with Central going 1-0. Grand Junction split their first two games with Palisade dropping their first two of the season. Montrose is 2-0 after picking up a 10-9 win over Summit on Friday. The Grand Junction girls lacrosse team fell 11-10 to Eagle Valley on Saturday. Emma Diaz scored three goals in the Tigers season opener. In girls soccer, Fordham Monument fell to Ralston Valley 3-0 as the Wildcats start the season 0-2. And the high school track and field season started Saturday at the Early Bird Invitational at Stoker Stadium. Seven schools competed with Central winning the boys' team title, with Fruit of Monument taking the girls' championship. Grand Junction Ice Miller Jones posted a top 50 national mark in the long jump, with Central's Daniel Bramba setting a top 50 national mark in the discus. And that's a look at... What's happening? All right, Jim along with the Buckeye Boy today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. What's happening brought to you by ComWest. If you have technology concerns, they're the folks to call. Call them today at ComWest to help you with your surveillance or cybersecurity issues. 970-242-8142. We'll take a break. We'll come back, uh, talk a little nuggets. Denver dropping the third straight fall into the Nets last night over in Denver. It's Monday, which means it's the good, the bad, the ugly. We'll make sure list. Maybe... Uh, a team or two, you think uh, maybe like a a lower seed. It's going to make a bracket sleepers. Yeah, a little bracket sleeper action this morning on the program. Text or call 970-242-1340. The Jim Davis Show on the team, Sports Network. First of all, it's hilarious. Warped, twisted individuals. Yes. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 722. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller. Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. It's Monday, the good, the bad, the ugly. Text call us, 970-242-1340. I just think in the case of Brandon Miller, it's... It's... Un- 
It's unfair to the rest of those guys. Yeah, it's unfair to the rest of the guys that play for Alabama. The guys that, that aren't involved in the shooting death of a woman. That they're having this incredible season. They're the overall number one seed. But people are still going to be talking about what Brandon Miller did mm-hmm. in, in, in giving the gun to his former teammate. There's even and, some like anonymous people online with just random people. So this isn't like sports people in, in general. But like Alabama shouldn't even be in the tournament. Well, that's stupid. That's that's not fair to the rest of those guys. They had nothing to do no. with it. Should Brandon Miller be playing? That's a different question. Yeah, and and your mileage may vary on that one. But there was an investigative piece on ESPN over the weekend that kind of lays out a little more than kind of the story I knew coming in. It's it's got a lot a lot to it. Yes, it interviews Miller's parents and Davis's parents and. You know, it interviews a lot of them and the the mom of the young lady that was killed. And so it's it's a long, hard read, but it kind of gives you an idea that did Miller just straight up hand him the gun? I, I don't know. But did he was there something? Is he really deserving of playing with how this whole situation developed? I don't think so personally. It's it's just hard to it's hard to separate the two. You can't you can't separate the two, right? Of of what what he his involvement, whether how much he knew what what the gun is going to be used for or whatever. Mm-hmm. You still you you had an involvement that if yeah. you're him, or whether and, the other kid the the Davis kid handed it off to the actual shooter. Now you're two people separated from Brandon Miller. I don't know how that does it doesn't really clear him of wrongdoing, in my opinion. Like he didn't break any laws in Alabama, and that's maybe something they should probably look at. But I feel like he's not necessarily an innocent bystander in this whole thing either. He's at worst or at best case scenario for him an enabler. He he gave his gun to somebody that it wasn't like Hey, can I can I borrow mm-hmm. your gun to go do some target shooting? Can yeah. I go to I'm going to go to a range. I'm going to. It was one o'clock in the morning, and this guy was saying, essentially, there are people that want to start something. Bring me my gun. And at that point, you say no. No, I don't think so. I'm I'm going to protect you from yourself first, mm-hmm. and I'm going to protect myself and right. by doing that. I mean, that's that to me immediately have to make a decision going. Okay, mm-hmm. what? Somebody's starting some stuff. He wants his gun. Do I want to be involved in that? You know, and the, and the pat down thing, which okay, I I, I get it. It was it was kind of funny initially before all this happened. That's incredibly you know, poor taste because he's because he's you know he's dangerous. He's dangerous. He's, he's got to pat him down. Make sure. Yeah. He does. But when this happened, that should have stopped the moment this happened. And for somebody to not say to him, not smart. Yeah. Tone deaf. Lack not, of awareness. St- let let's stop this and stop this right now. And then you had, of course, some people at the SEC tournament wearing the Killing Our Way Through the SEC shirt. It's just, you know, okay. It's like the worst thing about Little League is Little League parents. The worst thing about sports is fans. You know what I mean? In in reality, because fans And this is an Alabama shirt, by the way. Yeah, that's what I mean. Fans put... 
their fandom above common decency. A lot of them. Yeah, I think and, initially you think, okay, this is somebody from another team right. taking a shot. No, this is this is an Alabama fan. It's probably some frat type shirt, I'm guessing. Because I don't think a you know the guy I'm seeing the picture of the guy. Mm-hmm. He's he's a guy that's probably forties. No. Well, yeah, he's he's not a kid. Knowing how he's not, SEC not a frat guy. Football fans are, and considering they're the same colleges, I'm not surprised. And, and and according to this story, wore it. Somebody confronted him, and then he said, "I'm going to be back tomorrow wearing it again." Mm-hmm. This was like from Friday, Saturday, or whatever of the tournament. Yeah, I'm not at all surprised, which is unfortunate. Kind of speaks to my point. It's like, of course, somebody would be wearing that shirt. You know what I mean? And it's not necessarily, I mean, it's not Alabama. There'd be somebody, no matter what school it was. Yeah, it's not Alabama specific. It's no. just, that's just a stupid, mm-hmm. asinine thing to do. It's tasteless. It's heartless. It's like, come on. Are, are, you, are you saying it's okay that she got shot and killed? That, Essentially, is, that's is that, what he's saying. Yeah. Is that what you're is that what you're saying? That that that's okay, as long as they win championships. It's all that matters. And I mean, I, I just I just shake my head when I see stuff like trying that. to be fair to not necessarily Brandon Miller, but like the other guys in this. Not necessarily be fair because they killed a woman. But Jimmy Harris, by the Jimea way, Jimmy Harris. Sorry, no, no, it's okay. I I forgot her name for momentarily too. Like, there's a line in this from, I believe it's Davis's mother, when she found out that he owned a gun, that people don't fight with their hands anymore. And from where he's at, the type of lifestyle that is in that area as opposed to mine is completely different. So while it's like, hey, you know, don't don't do any of this. Just turn around and walk away. That's not the reality for a lot of for a lot of people. That if you turn around and walk away, there's a good chance you get shot in the back. In some of these neighborhoods, right? I under I do want to give a little fairness, but still, for Brandon Miller to deliver the gun, no matter what upbringing he has, that does lay on him some of this blame. What happens if that gun's used in the commission of a crime, and what does that mean with my connection to it? Right. And what does that do for my career? What does it do for my basketball career mm-hmm. going forward? Because, obviously, he's, he's going to play in the NBA. Yeah. What, is it, what does that mean... For what what happens and if somehow I'm linked to this and the commission of a crime and the way the laws are working in Alabama right now doesn't mean anything. Yeah, he's just got a little bit of a black mark on his name. Essentially, according to Alabama, that's all it is. Wrong place, wrong time. It's an unfortunate Nate situation Oates, for this kid. idiot. You know that's that's kind of where it's at. Yeah, somebody in the NBA will take a chance on it. He's going to be a lottery of, pick. Of course, somebody, multiple teams will. They're not going to pass on him. Mm-hmm. Like, if teams are not afraid in the NFL of Deshaun Watson and what happened, you think Brandon Miller's thing's going to deter anybody in the NBA? No. No. Not no, but hell no. They will, they, will, they will try to do their due diligence, make sure he doesn't do something like this again mm-hmm. as much as they possibly can, but they'll, they'll go ahead. They'll, they'll, jump, they'll jump on him in a heart attack yeah. in, in a moment. They'll, as quick as a heart attack, they'll... they'll they will draft him and not think twice about it. All right, so move on to the NBA, where Brandon Miller perhaps will be playing someday in the near future, where the Nuggets last night uh, fell to 
the uh, Brooklyn Nets over in Denver, 122 to 120. Nikola Jokic, an- another just insane game. 35 points, 20 rebounds. He had 11 assists last night. Practically willed them back in that game. Uh, Jamal Murray didn't play late. He had some left knee soreness. Michael Porter Jr. played 20 or scored 23 points, but didn't play a whole lot down the stretch. And Murray had 16 before he left that game. Christian Brown had an impact uh, when he coming off the bench. Guy has not been playing a lot. We talked mm-hmm. to Chris Dempsey about that on on Friday. That um, Brown helped to really lead that bench in in regard to trying to put together a turnaround. Brooklyn outscored Denver 31 to 14 as far as um, in in one of the earlier quarters, and then. Contavious Caldwell Pope and Bruce Brown both picked up technical fouls. Things didn't go well for the majority of that game last night for the Nuggets. No, it didn't. It was that the one that MPJ got ejected, or was that earlier in the weekend? Because I saw that he I got that was, tossed. I think that was earlier in the weekend. But like, he didn't get I, tossed last night. Okay, I I love Jamal Murray, and I like the fact he's trying to play through some of this. But man, they they've got to get his shooting figured out yeah he's five for 12 from beyond the arc he was 0 for 7 on jumpers inside i don't need him taking 12 three-point shots yeah denver got outscored 31 to 14 in the third quarter i want to clarify that you know and i i don't need him taking 12 threes i don't need anybody taking 12 threes nobody on this team is clay thompson they need to figure out how to score inside the perimeter and inside the paint when it's not necessarily Nikola Jokic. Aaron Gordon had 13. That's great. But KCP had eight. That's not going to help. Bruce Brown, eight. Jeff Green, seven. They need some more interior help for Nikola Jokic. And they need to defend the three better. Nets had 17 threes last night. We've been talking about that for yeah, like I a mean, generation. Yeah. I mean, lately Denver's been pretty good defending the three. You're right. Historically, it's mm-hmm. been, but lately they've been pretty good. Not last night, though. No. So here's a little uh, post Malone from last night. Uh, Michael Malone talking about the loss to the Brooklyn Nets. Finally played with some desperation. You know, I thought Christian came in and, and provided great energy. I thought that group that was out there uh, provided great energy. Um, to your point, we didn't defend. Uh, for three quarters, but you know the, the bigger picture. Looking at last game and looking at tonight, um, one quarter has cost us a game. And San Antonio is the second quarter. We gave up 42 points, uh, and tonight third quarter, 37 to 18. And in um, this league against a team that's fifth in the East, you know you can't play three quarters. Um, I mean, only one quarter of defense and expect to win. So um, tough loss. Yeah, our guys fought back, gave ourselves a chance at the end, but, uh, I mean, 37 points, 63 from the field in that sec- uh, third quarter. And we had four turnovers to nine points. And uh, just our inability to get Nicole the ball in that quarter uh, was definitely problematic. It seems like there is an issue with the bench right now on what what's the most effective rotation for the Nuggets. I mean, they went and they got Thomas Bryant from the Lakers. He's supposedly going to help provide some interior play for the Nuggets, back up Nikola Jokic. They've got the point where they, they kind of don't trust him right now. He had as many minutes as I did last night. Yeah. 
And so that's... You go trade for a guy and he's a DNPCD. Did not play a coach's decision. That's that's not great. Not what they brought him in for. Seven and a half in San Antonio. Played just under six minutes against Memphis. I mean, if he's there to help get some of the frontline guys like Aaron Gordon and Joker off their feet a little bit, you know, give them that, you know, three minutes left in the first quarter plus the first end of first quarter break, give him kind of that 10-minute breather. I mean, and he didn't even play in a close game. That, that could. That's not great. Congratulations, by the way, to the Blue Arrow, Jamal Murray, now the from Friday night in San Antonio, mm-hmm. now the Nuggets' all-time three-point leader surpassing Will Barton. He wants to double his point total or his make total every night, it feels like now. I'll put up 12. My legs are hurting. My knee's a little little tight and twitchy. But, yeah, let's put up 12 three-pointers. That's a good call. Just frustrated. <laughs> he frustrates me, too, in, in, in a couple of different ways mm-hmm. in, in terms of what you're talking about. Shot selection, particularly, you know, right now, it's, it's, it's like it took him a while to feel comfortable on that knee. Yeah, and he's been more aggressive. Now it's almost like he's at times you need him to dial it back a little bit, right? And remember, this this is a long haul. We're st- still haven't started the playoffs yet. There's one guy that has a perpetual green light on this team, and it's Nikola Jokic. He can shoot it from wherever he wants. If I'm Michael Malone, everybody else needs to be more measured in their shot selection. MPJ. Jamal Murray, KCP, all these guys need to be a little bit more judicious. I don't need those guys putting up 30 shots between them no. when they only make 14 or 15. Right, and I agree. Shot selection remains an issue. But like I said, though, don't you feel like that is also something with Murray now where you, at least last night they shut him down late. Mm-hmm. But there have been times it's like, okay, dial it back a little bit, man. This is a, this is a long... So we have a, we have a long road ahead of us here. I would much rather have Jamal Murray's aggressiveness slicing to the rack and going to the th- then, free throw line than putting up 12 three-pointers a game. I he made like 5 of them. And I and so I agree. And I agree with that. That's fine, but that's not going to be around for the long haul. Like you were it's saying, not, there's a lot of lot of season left for right. these guys. If they're going to be playing but I deep into I, June, I'd rather he be judicious and, atta- and attack the rim mm-hmm. as opposed to go out. Let's let's yeah, let's fire up 12, 13, 14 threes. Because if he walks across midcourt and chucks up a three, which was essentially how it felt against Brooklyn, then you're not allowing the rest of the team to get into the game, and you're not allowing the rest of the team to help you. You need to help them help you. You drive. You distribute or go to the free throw line, you get much better things are going to happen to the team as a whole. Now, can you do that night in, night out? No. But you also can't put up 12 threes every night. Your knee's not, not su- going to let that happen. It's not sustainable. It's not. In, you're right. I, I just there, there seems to be, like I said, he's, he's more comfortable with the knee and he feels better. He's talked mm-hmm. about that. But now it's almost like, okay, I can do everything I used to do. I'm perfectly fine. I can, right. and, and, and he's, 
he's well, he's okay. I get it. He's now the Nuggets all-time leader in threes. But you just you don't believe in him right now, do you? In that regard, no, night in, night really. in, night out. I mean, I, I feel better than Nikola Jokic shooting threes. I want Jamal Murray to do for me every night what his season average indicates he's going to do. It's going to take 17 shots, 10 within the arc, 7 with outside the arc. That's what I want. For, I don't need the other way around. I don't need 12 and, and 7. I don't need 19 shots with only 7 inside the perimeter. Drive, take your 10 shots, whether they're mid-range jumpers or go to the hoop, distribute, get your six assists every night, and let the guys around you help out, carry some of the load. Aaron Gordon averages 17 points. Michael Porter Jr. averages 17 points. They can't do that when you're taking 19 shots. Right, so the Nuggets back at it tomorrow night when they travel to Toronto to take on uh, the Raptors. And, of course, we'll have first four action tomorrow night Mm -hmm. here on the team of the NCAA Tournament. Speaking of uh, north of the border, the Avalanche. They are uh, north of the border tonight when they take on the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Avs coming off that uh, a nice overtime win against Arizona. Thanks to Kale McCarr doing his thing, getting the game winner in overtime. Imagine how good they'd be if he didn't suck so much. Right now. That guy, if he just what a stop, jabroni. He just stopped sucking. He stopped sucking for one minute against Arizona, and they won. Montreal, by the way, dead last in the Atlantic as the Avalanche head there tonight. And we'll have it for you pregame at 5 o'clock, faceoff around 5.30. Connor McGahee with the call tonight. Abs at Montreal on the Team Sports Network. The All right, get right game, Montreal. You like the old get-right so. right game. You like to feel that way yeah. about that one tonight, right? Yep. All right, it's uh, time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. I love her inside the NBA, mainly because Charles Barkley and Shaq, and they're back and forth. Sometimes they work together when Charles Barkley just says something under his breath and completely makes Shaq just start laughing. Against who in the West? The Denver Nuggets. Ooh. I told you that. He's been on the Nuggets. He's been, nuggets, so, yeah. been on the Nuggets all, all season yeah. long. But I'm going with the Bucks in the Eastern Conference. I'm also going with the Bucks in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Giannis is my MVP. You know, I have a lot of talk on who's MVP. You're on a voting for him because he's black. <laughs> okay. All right, Save us, uh, Some Some situations beyond saving. <laughs> <laughs> Can't always save it when the hey, Chuckster hey, comes hey, off the top rope, you know, hey, as he just did. You know, I saw it on the internet. It's got to be true. And Shaq's only vote for Giannis because he's black. That's the whole Kendrick Perkins <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. And it's so so just subtle, too. My MVP. You know, I have a lot of talk on who's MVP. You're on voting for him because he's black. Oh, it's funny. Uh, Kendrick Perkins, you're not going to live this down for a very long nope. time. And uh, Chris Dempsey and I had a really good conversation about that mm-hmm. on Friday. The, the Kendrick Perkins comments. Yeah, it was, and you can always find that at our uh, website, theteam1340.com. Also, our uh, Facebook page and our Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. You can uh, catch that interview with the Altitude's Chris Dempsey from this past Friday. All right, 742. We'll take a break. 
rough ending of the season for the Colorado Mesa men's basketball team in the South Central region. Uh, we'll bring back the interview with uh, assistant coach Kyle Boucher. That's coming up next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. I'm the morning guy. I have a Facebook group, 16 members. Some call it a fan page. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back. Jim and the Buckeye Boy. Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Rack blows it tomorrow night. We're house 2565. Make sure you're there. 530 to 730 at 2565 American Way. It's brought to you by Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick. The most trusted name in automobiles. Go to our website, theteam1340.com. Fill out your bracket there. And then print off that bracket. Bring it tomorrow night. And you show up at 530, get 10 bonus points. 6 o'clock, 8 bonus points. 636 bonus points. And at 7 o'clock, 4 bonus points. You could win a $500 gift card to play it again sports. Perfect time to win that gift card. Golf season's coming up. Check out some of their the great uh, stuff they have there in terms of New clubs and gently used clubs as well. Other gear. Maybe uh, you're looking for a new uh, softball glove or a gently used softball glove. They have those things there as well at uh, Pledigan Sports in the Valley Plaza. Second place, $200 in cold, hard cash. Third place, speaking of golf, GJ Golf, the perfect place to go to get yourself ready for golf season at Fisher's Plaza. And uh, so tomorrow night. playing golf and you're going to like it. You'll exactly, and uh, tomorrow night you'll also have a chance to win one of two pairs of of Avalanche and Arizona Coyote tickets for March twenty fourth, courtesy of Altitude. And we have the announcers bracket where you could also win a hundred dollars in cash. So we have a, a lot going on tomorrow night. We're gonna do a little pop a shot. Got some trivia. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We'll be in the stadium area, and we're at twenty five sixty five. That is tomorrow night. Get all the details by going to the team thirteen forty dot com. All right, uh, rough night for the Colorado Mesa men's basketball team on Saturday. The Maverick men losing in the South Central Region opener to Angelo State, 72-57. to Mavs into the first half without scoring for three minutes. Then the second half just couldn't capitalize from the foul line. They went 3 of 12 from the free throw line as they take the loss. And after the game, uh, our own Tyler Franson had the chance to talk with Mavs assistant coach Kyle Boucher. And we are joined now on the phone by assistant coach Kyle Boucher. Coach, this one this one stung a little bit. Let's talk, though, first uh, some some of the positives. Trevor Baskin did try to keep your team uh, in the game late, but ultimately just uh, not not quite enough from your team tonight, though. Talk to me about your guys' uh, performance out there from uh, the Mavericks tonight. Yeah, first got to give credit to Angelo State. They were a heck of a ball club, super physical, very talented. Um, you know, we knew going on film that they were a great defensive team. Uh, they had it to the very last second for the Lone Star Championship game. weren't quite able to pull that out. But certainly from watching the film of the last handful of games, it's a real talented squad, and they really defend in their tough matchup. And so for us, you know, we know we didn't play our A game. And for that, that's, you know, unfortunate. But we're proud of the way the guys battled and, it just wasn't their night or our night tonight. Uh, Trevor certainly was somebody that was chipping in with the scoring. I think he was 8 of 9 from the field, and uh, we certainly needed those buckets. And uh, you mentioned not quite your A game tonight. I think one area in particular where it just unfortunately wasn't your night, uh, the free throw line tonight, 3 of 12, whereas uh, Angelo State was 
22 of 24. That uh, that definitely didn't help the free throw line tonight. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the possession battle, they out-rebounded us. So getting 12 offensive rebounds, that's tough um, to overcome that. And then certainly the free throw line didn't help either. We've been a great free throw shooting team all year. Uh, just weren't able to find it tonight. And, um, you know, our fast break points as well. Weren't able to cash those in. So, like I said, it wasn't our A game. And against a really good team in Angelo State, you're going to need your A game. Well, Coach, uh, we won't keep you for very much longer. We know we got a lot of traveling to do here coming back to Grand Junction. I want to talk a little bit, though, about, uh, you know, obviously the goal this season was to get to the tournament again. You get to the South Central Regional. Your team overall plays pretty well. I think if you just had to kind of summarize this season and this team, how would you do that? How would you summarize uh, your basketball team's performance all season long? Yeah, I mean, it takes uh, taking putting some perspective on it. I mean, you know, if you stare out at an ocean and you get caught in a wave, you know, that wave might be crashing down on you, might be unfortunate, but when you pull back and see the full ocean and the full coastline, you know, you got a lot to be proud of. So, you know, we have a young team. We we're expecting to have Ethan Menzies this year. He went down with the injury. We we're able to bounce back and rally from that uh, injury and put together a great season. Certainly our MAC co-champions putting a banner up to validate our season, something we're extremely proud of. Um, so when you look at the full picture, we're very proud of our boys and, and what they put together this year, although it does sting in the moment this game. So we have high hopes, high expectations for this tournament. There's uh, Tyler Franson with Cal Boucher, and really the strategy was make somebody else hurt Angelo State other than Blaze 3. They doubled him a lot. They did everything they could to take him off his game. He had 10 points in the game. He had eight rebounds. Trevor Baskin had 16 points, but nobody else was in double figures. They did get Isaac Jessup back coming off the hand injury. He did hit three threes, and he scored nine points. But you you look at the rest of the Maverick roster, I mean, eight points for Mac Reneker, five points for Reese Johnson, that the Angelo State approach was the right one. You you slow down Blaze Threet. You don't let him get going. You don't let him get others involved in the game. And that was a big, big factor in that game on Saturday night where, where Blaze uh, ended up with three assists in the game. But uh, having Ethan Menzies back, they get him back this, this coming season. He's one of the best post players in the league. Mm-hmm. They're going to be really, really tough because they, they don't really lose anybody off this team. And, and so I think that's going to be something that you look at for for 2023-2024 if Ethan Menzies can come back and be the player that we've we've seen previously gives him a huge huge low post threat and a guy that's going to be tough he's going to command a lot of attention defensively going forward absolutely and that does not only wonders for the Mavericks bench but the starting five yeah that's going to push one of the guys whether it be Isaac Jessup or Reese Johnson kind of back to coming off the bench role but that spreads out your offense a little bit more. You don't have to put Trevor Baskin down low against a guy that's bigger than him to work Absolutely. defensively. You can move him out to the wing, take advantage of his athleticism, and that puts Mac Rineker in a different spot offensively. He had eight points, uh, four of six in that game. But for Angelo State, like you mentioned, they did it right with everybody but Blaze 3 kind of inconsistent at times this year. Sometimes you'll have... Trevor Baskin was 16, then he's 4, then he's 18, and then 7. 
and then 26 and 5. Right. You know, you shut down Blaze 3, you kind of just take the gamble that no one else is going to have that great night. And Mavericks just struggled to hit long range, couldn't make free throws. It just was not a great night for them really on the and, offensive side and, of the court. Right, like Kyle said, I mean, typically they've been a very good foul shooting team. That was not the case on Saturday night where they went 3 of 12. And so your your semifinals from, from last night, Fort Lewis got absolutely destroyed by Black Hill State, 81 to 66. Wax. And then West Texas A&M, after picking up a one-point win against Angelo State in the Lone Star Conference title game in the tournament, uh, a little more comfortable victory last night for West Texas A&M, the host, winning 69-59. So tonight it's West Texas A&M against Joel Scott and Black Hill State. Here's Black Hill State once mm-hmm. again on the cusp of going to Evansville. It's a case where we may not root for Black Hill State during the regular season. Now, defending the, the honor of the conference. Yeah. And how West Texas A&M and how the, the hinky way they ended up getting to host this tournament. Yeah, no. Go, best of luck to Joel Scott and Black Hill State right. tonight. No truth to the rumor that Magruder Magoo or whatever his name is, the Texas West Texas A and M A D, had Lubbock Christian gear on Saturday, and then Black Hills gear on <laughs> Sunday. No truth to that. Now he's probably pointing like, "See, we deserved a host. Yep, Fort Lewis lost. Yeah, that's it. See, look, yep. we're in the championship game. I did right with the screw job. Yeah, but good luck to Black Hill State tonight, Coach Ryan Thompson and that crew.